You are listening to a mofo with mucho macho mojo. This is Ron Van Dam on New England Broadcasting. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's the Ron Van Dam Show. Thank you so much. Hold on tight, things can get a bit weird if you like that sort of thing. Oh, thank you for the applause and the standing ovation. Thank you very much. Nice standing up. Wait. Oh, you're leaving. Oh, I thought you were standing up to applaud. Oh, you're leaving. Okay. I'm sorry. I guess there would be two reasons to stand up. One of them would be to applaud and respect me. The other would be to leave. So I get it. I get it. However, I do have a show that I shall unfold before your eyes that will astound you. So if you want to leave, fine, go on, do it. But you're going to miss something really, really big. All right, this is the weekend edition of the program, which means there's a weekend involved here. (laughs) It's that Friday, Saturday, Sunday weekend thing. Uh, and we have them even though it's a leap year, which is unbelievable, but somehow uh, it's still the same. Uh, so uh, enjoy it. People look forward to the weekend as if they have no life, uh, as if Monday through Thursday is just a pure, unadulterated hell for them. And they look forward to the weekend so they can crack open a beer and go, oh, here we are. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. It's a special weekend on top of that, as you probably know, unless you live in a cage, which is, I don't know, possible. Yeah, today is, uh, not today, this weekend is a Super Bowl thing uh, where the uh, best two teams in the NFL, and I will use initials here, uh, they get together and they uh, play a football game, uh, but it's a big deal because it's for the world championship, even though it's not played throughout the world. All the uh, all the teams are in the United States, so and they're also the, the, the land states. There's no Hawaiian football team. There's no Puerto Rican football team, et cetera the U.S. Virgin Islands football team, there's no such thing. So it's it's actually very uh, landlocked as far as the championship is concerned, yet we call it world champions. It has nothing to do with the rest of the world. In many countries, they play our version of football, but they're not involved in this competition. So why it's a world championship, I don't get. But as long as you want to call it that, it can be whatever you call it, I suppose. But it makes no sense. Thank you. Thank you for letting me uh, say that. That's uh, that's nice. Now, so we have this uh, Super Bowl thing going on. Two teams uh, battling it out on the grid. On the grid. <laughs> Here's the thing about football, and I, I watch it every once in a while. I, I don't know all the players. I understand how the game works simply by the fact that it's seeped into my brain. But other than that, I don't give a shit. So, uh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said it that way. I don't give uh, a damn. I don't. Basically, it's a number of grown men, and they are grown, 
and they try to stop the other one from advancing the football by knocking them down and crashing into them and throwing them on the ground. Um, this sounds like something that goes on in a schoolyard that would be illegal and you'd be suspended or expelled for acting like that in the schoolyard on school property. But this is not school property. This is a condoned uh, situation. So, um, we are again examining the human condition and the human being, which apparently, underneath all this love and peace, loves violence. Ooh, we love violence. I am for peace and love and harmony. But I want to see people get knocked the crap out of them. That's entertainment for me. It's true. You go to the movies, and three-quarters of the films, unless they're made by Disney, have people getting shot in them or a lot of blood involved or getting their hands cut off or some type of uh, uh, life-threatening situation, some kind of tornado that's going to split their head in, in half, have their head head to explode, have a house fall on their body. This is entertainment to us. This is what we go and pay money for to see on a large screen. So don't tell me that we're a uh, society of love and peace We're underlying violence and anger, and that's what we are. Face it, that's our form of entertainment. Video games, yeah, sure, same deal. So, uh, our entertainment for sports, knock them down. Now, there are games like golf, which are peaceful. They play them in meadows. I get it. It's very, very nice. Popular? Not so much. To be honest with you, if you watch golf on TV, you're looking to take a little nap. That's what really the the goal is there. It can get exciting as anything can get exciting, but pretty much not. It's the violence. Hockey. Let's get that puck into the net, and you have two teams, and they try to knock each other down on the ice. And the ice is quite hard, by the way. I don't know if you've fallen on ice before. You got to be really well padded, as they are. But they uh, they smash them into the boards, they call it, and then fights break out. You know the old joke: uh, there was a fight and a hockey game broke out. That's an opposite joke. Uh, yeah, hockey games they start fights and they take their gloves off and they try to beat the crap out of each other and they fist fight on the face. Sports, ladies and gentlemen, that's sports to us. Baseball, yeah, worst that can happen, you get hit by the pitcher's ball. Um, uh, I mean, no, I mean the you know thing you throw. Um, that's the worst that can happen, or some fat slob um, left fielder uh, trips on a, on a rock on his way out to the. Other than that, baseball. But at the same time, is baseball America's game? It used to be, no more. Now it's the violent football game. And we try to stop violence, even though we know that most of the players can get concussions, and by the time they're 40 years old, they're pretty much in traction or having some type of operation. How many operations have you had? Maybe a few when you got older. But when you were a young guy, (laughs) operating on your knee and your shoulder and your groin, and you get a concussion and you don't know where you are, enjoy your life. Yeah, but... They're get Ron, they're getting twenty million dollars to endure that pain and to entertain us. Yeah, that's my point exactly. Thank you.
Thank you. That's my point. Why are these people getting $20 million a year? It's because they pull in the sales, the ticket sales. That's you. That's you that gives them that much money. That's you that makes them so important. You know, it's the same. It's, it's the same. Th- well, I don't even want to get into it. I don't, some other show will get into that. I mean, everything's your fault. Everything is society's fault. We blame other people. It's all society's fault. It's all the masses. If the masses didn't want to do something, that thing wouldn't exist. If the masses didn't want to buy that, you couldn't, that product would no longer exist. That, that that would go out of business. The masses can control this. The, the general public can control this. But do they? No, they don't. Anyway, let's get back to football. It's a violent sport. On the other hand, I watch it. I used to watch boxing. I used to be into boxing when I was a young adult. I Actually, my mother sent me to boxing school when I was about, oh, I'd say 14, 15 years old. She thought that would be good for me. That or she just was so angry that I had um, given her such a difficult childhood experience uh, toward her parental uh, abilities. <laughs> yeah, I was a colicky baby. So she probably want to get back at me. Send him to school and let's watch him beat the crap out of him. Hey, come on. Come on, Ron. Toughen yourself up. Grow some balls. Don't, don't ever say that, by the way. Grow some balls. They cannot be grown. Anyway, um, football, man, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a violent sport. So we do that. Uh, but because football has to be so popular because it's such a moneymaker, they throw other things in. We don't watch commercials. We kind of think they're stupid. We don't buy that stuff. But on the Super Bowl, because there are so many viewers, so many people that love to watch these violent games, that they actually um, make the commercials very, very expensive and very, very creative. So we watch the Super Bowl, and we don't mind watching the commercials because they're so amazingly wonderful. They have guest stars in them and all that stuff. Oh, I can't wait to see the Super Bowl commercials. Oh, do you know what you just said? And then there's the halftime show, taking some popular singer, putting him in the middle of the field on a stage that they roll out during halftime, and they perform. And it's usually some big-name celebrities or somebody who used to be popular but is not anymore. And those shows are entertaining somewhat, but not And then there's the betting. Not long ago, sports betting became legal. And now we see commercials for that. Uh, Take all your hard-earned money and give it to me and my company and let's bet some sports. You could win, you could lose. That's exciting. Okay, you know, maybe for the Super Bowl, I get that. Okay, fine. I, you know, they used to have a horse track. No, I'm sorry. It was a dog track near where I, I live. And it was these dogs running around a uh, very, very tiny oval. And uh, the people would go up to the betting window and bet on dogs. And which dog was faster? Um, and I always said to myself, uh, what? 
you know, I'm betting on a dog. What? But I did it a little bit. And then I realized this is cruel to the dogs and it's cruel to human beings. So I never got into betting. Uh, I've, I've, <laughs> I've been to casinos every once in a while, but I end up at the bar more than I do at the slot machine because I just, um, I don't know. I know a lot of you love to, to bet. I don't like to bet. Um, no, not, not the country to bet. To T-O and then separate word B-E-T. Oh my God, I got to be careful. So happy, uh, happy, happy to you. And then we get this uh, tailgating thing. Oh, I don't understand that either. What is tailgating? I, I, I don't. I thought that was one. There was you're on the highway and this car is behind you and it's kind of on your rear bumper and you feel like you know they're gonna crash into you by mistake. I thought that was hey hey get off my ass. Hey, that's your tailgating. But that's not what that means unless I have this wrong. It means you go to a football game or some kind of game and you open up the trunk or the back of your car and you eat things. Um, I never understood that. Well, the prices inside the stadiums, Ron, are so expensive. No, they tailgate it at, at kids' uh, baseball games. They're not that expensive. They're free. Uh, that's not the reason. It's I don't know. What is this? American thing where we open up the trunk and eat food. Some people have grills, little portable grills, and they grill behind their car and they put out lawn chairs near the exhaust pipe of the vehicle and they eat sandwiches uh, in the lovely atmosphere of the dirty, stinking, tar ridden parking lot. What a wonderful venue for eating food backed up to a tailpipe with the trunk of a car open on 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 a on the parking lot. Ooh, how romantic can it get? And some people actually have like uh, cheese boards and 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 uh and and smoked uh, smoked sausages and and they actually smoke a side of beef and roast a, a whole pig in the back of their car. <sighs> Eh, eh, I don't understand it. Well, Ron, we want to get a good parking space at the big game. So as long as we got a parking space, we might as well, uh, we don't want to go in the stadium because nothing's happening for the next six hours. So we want so we might as well just sit in the parking lot. Okay. Enjoy your life. Have a nice day. Some people, uh, I'm not. I'm not here to insult you. I'm just telling you, I don't fully get it. I don't do it, and I don't fully get it. If you, if I did it, if someone run, find me, Ron, we're going to tailgate. Come to the parking lot. We're going to be in the corner of the parking lot, and we're going to have some great food and some some great back of the car conversation in the parking lot. Come by at one o'clock, Ron. We got some great. We got some coup d'état, and we got uh, caviar, and uh, we're going to uh, have a wonderful time in the parking lot. Kids are going to bring a splash pool and stuff like. And uh, well, how do I know which is your car? Uh, I, I'll, I'll text you. And and if I went and I had a good time, I'd say, well, I was wrong about that. 
uh, tailgating in a parking lot and uh, eating food at the rear of a car uh, in, a, in, a, uh, in a folding chair is really fun. And Ron, the great thing about tailgating is when you're finished with the meal, you can put everything in the trunk and drive away. It's like having a camper. All right, stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. Where do you go to the bathroom? In the back seat of the car? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, people say, you know, I, I, I'm so, I don't have enough money. I actually, I actually live out of my car. Oh, how's the food in the back of the car with the trunk open? Oh, it's really good, Ron. It's really good. It's like a kitchen. Tailgating, ladies and gentlemen. This is, that's my tailgating uh, bit for today. I don't understand it. And I don't understand the big sports games either. I do watch basketball because people are running back and forth down the court and it looks like they're getting some good exercise and it's pretty cool. They don't really knock each other down on purpose. If they did, it would be awful. They don't do that. They maybe nudge each other or try to slap the ball away as about as violent as it gets or someone falls down. I, you know, I'll watch that. But football, the idea is to knock the hell out of the other guy. Knock him on his ass. Knock him on his ass and throw him to the hard ground and give him $20 million for that. Will you please? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, happy Super Bowl Sunday to you. I hope that you enjoy it today or whenever it is, tomorrow, today. I have no idea when you're listening to this, but it's sometime over this weekend. If you're listening to this on Sunday night, um, you should be watching the Super Bowl apparently. So don't listen to me on a Sunday night. That makes no sense either. And that's my dissertation about the Super Bowl. Hope you enjoyed it. You're probably saying Ron's an idiot. He, de- he doesn't like the Super Bowl. He doesn't like football. Um, yeah, okay, I'm an idiot in that way. Okay, fine. I don't conform to your ways. I'm not a member of your cult. <laughs> you know what? It's like anything else, you crazy human beings. You're just a pawn in their marketing schemes. They're trying to get money out of you. If you like something, they're trying to milk you dry in the wallet. Yeah, I know. Buying the football jerseys and the memorabilia and watching the show and the expensive uh, television commercial, they're all making money off you, man. They're all making money off you. The funniest part is um, the T-shirt and sweatshirt things, the memorabilia people. It's hard to say, but the memorabilia people. They actually make two sets of clothing uh, f- because when the Super Bowl is over, exactly when when uh, it's, it's down to zero minutes and somebody's won the game and is now world champions when the world is not even involved, um, they have the, uh, the T-shirts and the, and the hats of Super Bowl champs for that particular team already made up. Not in huge quantities, but already made up. So you can buy them immediately and be the first person to wear the world champion team thing only seconds after the game is over. That's how prepared they are. They lose a lot of money in starting to make the uh, the T-shirts and the hats for the team that they thought was going to win, but was going to be lost. But nothing close to the amount of money that they made for uh, for the winners. And they are ready and poised to go. And you can order it immediately. 
and that's marketing. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I have a guest today. Our guest uh, will be joining us momentarily. But first... Have you been injured in an auto accident? Have you thought about maybe getting injured in an auto accident? Every day, hundreds of people around the country win very profitable lawsuits for the injuries they've suffered in auto accidents. But it's not always easy to find an auto accident to be involved in that you yourself didn't cause. That's where I come in. Attorney Jimmy LaGuardia, a.k.a. Crash Boom Jimmy. I can not only represent you in your injury lawsuit case, but I can help you arrange and be involved in the very accident for which you're seeking to collect. After years on the job, I know a guy who knows a guy who probably knows a guy who can thoughtfully arrange your accident to the degree you want, from gentle fender bender to near-death experience. And if you do happen to die in your accident, there is no cost to you for my services. Attorney Jimmy LaGuardia, call me now at 555-CRASH-BOOM for your free consultation, probably somewhere down near the docks with around a lot of cameras or maybe in the back room of my cousin Lorenzio's restaurant. They make such a good brujol, you can't believe it. 555-CRASH-BOOM, call me today, because with Jimmy LaGuardia, winning your lawsuit is no accident. Dr. Amanda Graham joins us now. She's the Chief of Innovation's Truth Initiative. And we're talking about uh, something that uh, many people find the most difficult thing they'll ever do in their lives, and that's uh, to stop smoking or to kick a habit that just doesn't seem to go away. Um, We were talking about this decades and decades ago, but apparently it's still a problem, isn't it? It sure is, and I'm I'm glad we're still talking about it. Uh, smoking remains this country's leading cause of preventable death and disease, and financial costs, not just to individuals, but to families and communities. Uh, the number that we talk about is 480,000. Uh, that's the number of people who die from a smoking-related wow. illness every year. Um, as you've noted, this is year after year. This isn't just new. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's got to be amazing because if people are so aware of the consequences of smoking cigarettes especially, um, yet they still do it, that's got to be a habit that is like really hard to quit. It sure is. Uh, quitting smoking uh, can be one of the most challenging yeah. addictions to break. I've worked with folks quitting other kinds of addictions, and what they consistently say is that smoking is the worst. Um, when you think about it, you can smoke a cigarette, um, you know, throughout the day and it, and it gets paired with yeah. the different situations that you're in. And that makes very powerful connections. Uh, nicotine hits the brain really quickly mm-hmm. when you inhale it, especially through a cigarette. Um, and it drives the release of a brain chemical called dopamine. That's the feel good chemical that really sits underneath, uh, underneath this addiction. Um, What we know is that it can take some people multiple times to quit, but each time the important thing is to pay attention to what the learning opportunity is so that they can take that lesson into their next time quitting. Um, We know that, you know, it takes people, some people multiple times, um, but it doesn't mean that there's someone who just can't quit. They don't have it in them. Uh, That's a common misconception, and that's really the addiction talking. You know, there's 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 two things that replaced smoking, uh, supposedly, and they're both just as harmful, and I can't understand why 
the replacement was so toxic, and one of them is vaping, and the other is marijuana. I mean, both of these things, you're taking it into your lungs and and holding it there. Marijuana, you actually hold it there. <laughs> it's it's like, like, whoa, what, are you kidding me? Um, but that's, that's not an answer. A lot of kids think that vaping is not as bad as smoking cigarettes. Is that true? It's an, an interesting question. Um, what we're learning uh, it, is that vaping can be less harmful than mm-hmm. smoking a cigarette. But honestly, that's not saying much, right? We know that cigarettes, when used as intended, are a product that will kill Mm -hmm. consumers. And so being safer than a cigarette um, is is not really a benchmark. The safest thing, honestly, is to not inhale any kind of chemicals into the lungs. Of course. Uh, What we tell people is that if you're smoking, an e-cigarette can be a helpful way to transition off of smoking, but ultimately, the best approach is to not be inhaling any kind of chemical into the lungs. Absolutely. Well, at least uh, the smoke is not bothering people that don't smoke anymore. Uh, I, I remember when I was younger, uh, there used to be smoking sections in restaurants, which just meant that it was a c- couple of tables away. <laughs> and, and that was supposed to have solved the infiltration of it to the people that didn't smoke. It was almost humorous. Uh, but now, you know, now we definitely know the deal. I mean, there's no question about what it is. Is, is there a successful way of, of quitting this, this habit, doctor? There, there is. And, and what we tell people is that really nobody should try to quit without using some kind of support. Um, we know that the treatment programs that are available, ours included, more than double the chances of quitting successfully. Mm-hmm and make the quitting process more comfortable, right? And, uh, you know, the the big challenge for people moving through a nicotine addiction is that it can be uncomfortable. Um, We run a free digital cessation program called X uh, that has helped millions of people on their quitting journey. You can register at becomenx, that's ex.org. This is a program that we created over 15 years ago in collaboration with Mayo Clinic, And as I said, it's helped millions of people on their quitting journey. It has the kinds of tools that teach people how to make it through the day, coping with cravings, uh, not using tobacco. Mm -hmm. And it has the longest online, longest running online community for people quitting tobacco users, for for people quitting tobacco products, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for a lot of people, this is really the only place where they get non-judgmental support. There's nobody nagging them. There's nobody lecturing them. Uh, there's nobody offering them a cigarette. Right. And that can be powerful. Very good. Um, let's talk about e-cigarettes. They sound so technologically hip. Uh, what are e-cigarettes and how are, how do they play into this? E-cigarettes have been around for about a decade now, um, but we all really started hearing about them uh, 2016, 17, 18, when we saw youth vaping rates really skyrocket. These are devices that come in lots of different forms. There's not one thing that is an e-cigarette. The devices have evolved over the years. Um, Most all e-cigarettes do contain some form of nicotine. Mm -hmm. The more recent devices contain a massive amount of nicotine, um, and it's basically vaporized uh, with a battery and a coil, mm-hmm. and people are inhaling that vapor mm-hmm. as a way of, of uh, inhaling nicotine. 
Um, these are devices you mentioned, you know, by being able to use something discreetly. We know that kids are using them in classrooms, in schools. Really? Uh, because they can use them pretty, you know, pretty discreetly. Wow. That's not good. All right. It, it isn't, uh, and it has really, you know, it has really created some urgency around getting quitting tools into the hands of young people as well. Yeah. Can, can employers actually get involved in helping their employees to quit the habit? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, a work is where we spend most of our day, mm-hmm. and employers really have a unique opportunity to help their staff live tobacco-free, which is also good for the company bottom line. Um, We run an enterprise version of X called the X program that's specifically designed for employers and health plans um, for for tobacco users. It includes additional premium features like one-on-one coaching and quitting medication. Um, And for our clients, we really walk them through the process of making sure that they have the right kind of tobacco policy in place at the workplace. Um, helping to promote the program throughout the year. We're talking about quitting now because this is quitting season uh, with many people making New Year's resolutions, but we know just as many people quit all throughout the year. And so that kind of ongoing communication is really important. And it, it, I mean, from experience, it does take a number of times before it's su- successful. So when one fails, uh, that's not a fail. That's a, just a first step. So that's very true. Uh, X from Truth Initiative is free, I understand? Absolutely. All of our programs are run as part of our public health mission, free of charge. Um, And there's more information about all the programs we run on our website, uh, which is truthinitiative.org backslash quitting. Perfect. Dr. Amanda Graham, thanks so much for the information today. Maybe this can be a fresh start for a lot of people. Thanks for having me, Ron. Well, that'll do it for me today. Thank you to my guests and thank you to you. I'll be back again on Monday with a brand new program. But until that time arrives, I wish you peace. 